Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 217. What the fuck is B-Movie Breakdown? B-Movie Breakdown is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment of awesome and awesomely bad films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, the what? What the the what? fuck. What the what? What the fuck. Oh, damn. This move, this week's movie had WTF moments. and what WTF. Yeah. I don't think any bad. I'm going to say no bad. Rape. Bad. But, I mean, as far as, like... A, I think rape's bad. I yes. don't know about you. I, I meant more as far as, like... Bad. A, like, when you're judging a movie. Like, you if a rape happens in a movie and it's, like, an award-winning movie, you're not like, oh, this movie was bad because it had rape in it. I mean, it's... Ra- the act it's is not, bad, but the, maybe good. the movie is not bad. It's... Right. It's 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 a fictional film. It's a... Fi- uh, it is a fictional film, including the fact that uh, during the... During the... So far. When this movie came out... Yes. Uh... There was a vigilante that was in New York at the time. What was his name? Daddy Longlegs? <laughs> it was not Daddy Longlegs. Oh, okay. It was, uh, I don't know. But I know that I read about that there was a vigilante at the time. So uh, Charles Bronson had to go out and say like, hey. It's not him? No, like don't do the things that are in my in the movie. Yeah, no, this is not real. <laughs> you, like this is just for fun. But in the first two movies he does, he's like just a guy. Absolutely. This one takes... Him to be not just a guy, he's like Urban Rambo, but like, anyways, uh, B-Movie Breakdown, you can find it everywhere you get podcasts, you can follow us on social media at B-Movie Breakdown, you can also email us, bmvpodcast at gmail.com, if you have any suggestions or movies that you made and you want us to watch, uh, contact us on there so we can get a hold of you and the movie and uh, feature it on the podcast. We got a few of those coming up in the near future, so that should be Pretty sweet. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you'll get to him. We'll get to him by March. We got things to yeah, watch. Yeah, we got things to watch. We uh, we also have a wrestling podcast. It's called The Reversal. So if you like wrestling, check out that that podcast. If you like wrestling, you're dumb. If you like wrestling, you're dumb. But still, check out that podcast yeah. and be more dumb after you don't get done listening to it. You can listen to it. You can find it at Reverse This on social media. Nick, you have another podcast as well. A whole little family of pods here. Yeah, if you like, I like to call it almost. Kind of like a gang hang. Nope, it's not. I'm not even going to plug my podcast then after that. It's not. We're in feared. Wherever you get podcasts, you can listen to me and my good friend Zach talk about paranormal and crazy things. And then just um, go on the Instagram. You can see um, art I do for the each week for the episodes and follow me at Scatterville Stories and the Instagram. But what I want to talk about that's on topic, they have not mentioned Paul's. I mean, who has no one to tell this? But let's not forget, Paul was hunting with his dad. That's how he learned guns, because his dad was a hunter and was a gun nut and was killed by another hunter who was an idiot. I feel this is still important for Paul's backstory. It, is. it does not need to be forgotten. No, it okay. should Paul not be. Paul Kersey's. He's a complicated character. Anything that in any of the movies or his backstory should never be uh, forgotten here. No. And uh, this week on the podcast... We, we cannot forget about Paul Kersey uh, this week. This week, you know, this week, if there ever was a gang hang, this is the ultimate Stop gang Stop saying hang. gang hang! <laughs> this is the ultimate gang hang. This movie is the ultimate gang hang. I don't, I don't know. think I've seen a movie with more of a gang hang than this movie. I don't even know. <laughs> I can't rhyme hang with anything else or what else does gang rhyme with i got nothing well in other words it's not good what's that no not the obvious one like gang ring 
It sounds like you're calling you. <laughs> it sounds gang, like you're ringing me up. The gang ring. I gotta talk to my bros. Gotta get in this group gang ring. <laughs> sounds too close to the other one. What? Group gang hang? I hate that. That's terrible. No, the other ob- I don't know what the other one the is. The other obvious one. What's the obvious one? Maybe I forgot before. I thought the obvious one was gang ring. Well, what? I'll tell you after the podcast. I feel our listeners want to hear you say it. Well, they're not going to... They want me... That's why I'm not going to say it, because they want me to say it. They really want me to say it. You just it. don't want to give the people and Some of those things want. may have happened in this movie. Oh, fuck. There may be some of those things that happened in this movie. Yeah, to a very fine officer in Starfleet. Or gang slang. Hmm. Somehow that's worse. So, Paul Kersey is back. Yeah, nice disclaimer. Paul Kersey, he's back in the New York groove in Death Wish 3. It's the best of the worst... When people talk about some movies having finales that are like <laughs> slow, yeah, they you know those people need to see Death Wish three because talk about a fucking finale to a movie. The movie ended in just utter chaos and war, and that was it. You know how you, the- you know it, did, it wasn't like an epilogue to the ending. There was one little scene, and that was it. Yeah, speaking of speaking of super American things, if you've watched fireworks. And how they escalate. You have seen Death Wish 3. You have seen the grand finale. This is a grand finale of, um, of, it's paced, grand finale. A few little sputters here. Then once it's time to end it, man, we fucking end it. I mean, it is, this movie's out of control. The It says body count 83. I don't know if that's just no, Paul's. At that point, you just gotta... There's, it's too fast. Is it the total movie body count? Total movie body count. Or just Paul's. Oh, man. This is... He killed 83. It was was so easy to keep track of his kills before this point. Right here. I bet you could... Paul's kills you probably could do. Watch this again. I don't know when he's mowing people down. That's true. With that fucking 30 caliber. You see see everybody there. You see the total number of people. You can probably, like... You wouldn't have to. You wouldn't be able to watch the movie for fun. You'd be watching it for archival purposes because you'd have to pause it, look, go back, look again. How many bullets hit who? Oh man! Uh, like, I wonder. I want to know the people who've seen the Death Wish movies and only seen this one, and think that this is just what these movies are. Because the first two movies are not like this movie. No, this movie is out of control. V- Insanely violent, over the top. I mean, I loved every second of it. Yeah, you're sick. But it's you're a just sick like man. it's such a different. I guess it's the only place it could go. No, this is exactly where it goes. Where could these movies go? This is exactly where it goes. And really, he has no motive. His friend does die, who he kind of. Oh, court. He's been a man who's been who's been suffering post traumatic stress from the rape and murder of well, his he wife. He killed ten people in New York originally. Uh huh. Eight people in LA. Remember the remember the um two people in Chicago. Remember yeah, when? And four people in Kansas City. Dude, that's where the money's at. Kansas City, those four kills were highly personal. That was a some that was some vendetta <laughs> what shit. Do it in that was something. What did they do to him? Was he Everywhere doing? he goes, he loses someone he cares about. He lost his old war buddy in this one. 
and his uh, girlfriend, who is 32 years younger than him. Not even a girlfriend. Imagine having a fling with somebody, just and then the second date, you watch them explode. (laughs) She got punched in the face. Her, Her car, the car she's in, got put into neutral, sent down a hill, crashed into another car, and blew up. This woman, why was she even getting involved with this guy? All preceded by Paul walking into the mailroom, the post office, to pick up guns, probably. Yeah. They exchange beautiful, loving, tender smiles because they had just boned. Third tier old just boned a 64-year-old the (laughs) night before because, like I said, Paul's a magnet. He can't help it. Right, and it's not even like he's like this. Well, he does have some money, but she didn't know that he has, has money. No, she is just... she. She's the public defender that defends all these maniacs raping the city when they get arrested just because she's, you know, upholding the Constitution of the United States of America. And she well, senses this rebellious, this man with a fire inside. That's true. Who is, you know, a liberal, gentle soul. Who, you know, is also, a, mur- also a, uh, a murderer. Also a murderer. Wielding a... a yeah. A 475 Magnum. Oh my God! That gun. It's as big as your leg. Guess what about you? Want to know something interesting about that gun? It doesn't exist. No, it does. Okay. It was Charles Bronson's personal handgun. That was in the contract. I'll do your fucking movie. I'm bringing my gun. You guys, have you guys seen a gun? I'll show you a gun. To this day, there's a spike in Wildly Magnum sales every time Death Wish Three appears on cable TV. <laughs> I want to buy one myself. That was in an interview in 2005. Holy shit. People, if this movie's ever on TV, people would go out and buy that gun. I mean, this movie makes you want to buy guns. <laughs> Especially that gun. It, it makes you despise your fellow man because the world is just a shithole. Which, some there's some political commentary in this one like the others. Not a lot. The public, <laughs> no. basically, the public defender is just sick of being a public defender and basically wants to kill everyone. Yeah, like she basically alludes to that. Yeah, to Paul. sick of defending these the scum. Right, because they are legit. They're scum. honest scum. Like you, if you're a public defender for these people, you just are like, oh, looks like you're going to jail. You are scum. Looks like you're going. You to almost jail. feel like scum. Looks they, like defending going... these people, and they don't justify. There is absolutely no way our slimy slimeball McGee. Negative Mohawk man wasn't being noticed for crimes. He was arrested. What was he in jail for that first night? He had some sort of in with some cops, clearly, but not all cops. Can you not? Yeah, because for a while he'd be calling the cops. They'd come do shit. Like the one time he called the cops and they took the the, the Jewish couple's gun. Then he has his boy sack the house. Right. Just oh man, and that this main the main bad guy. Well, his name was Fracker? I think so. Fraker? Fraker. Hey, you want to talk about somebody, just a bad guy who you just fucking hate? I I hate him because obviously he's awful person, but his haircut alone... You hate him more for his haircut. Yes, his haircut. Imagine if somebody had like... Say they had like... I don't even know, like, just is like... It's a negative mohawk. It, it is a negative mohawk, So, but, but instead of doing the two mohawks on the side, like, like no, no, most, no, it's just... Most punk types would do that, right? It's just... There'd be the two... It'd be the negative mohawks, but with the mohawks at, on the sides. 
Instead, it's like slicked back, and then he's got the red line going down the middle with a negative. Yo, why why is the gang symbol the the unequal sign, the equal sign with a line through it? Why? And it's slight slant. Yeah. Why? Just a cool. Well, because the symbol. actual unequal sign is the equal sign with a slanted line through it. This is slanted equal sign with lines th- through that. Right. Cool. And it's red and black. Cool. It's like the closest thing they can get to a swastika, but without doing a swastika. Straight. The movie is full of swastika. Straight lines. I mean, sure. I, mean, I don't know. It's red and black. <laughs> That's fine. Whatever, man. But. The movie is yeah. just pure chaos. I mean, there's so many absurd deaths in this movie from Paul just shooting people like instant. I mean, the, he doesn't fuck around this time. The cops let him do this. Cops are weird. Because we don't, you got to talk about how the movie begins. He's, we don't know why he's coming there. So all we see is... Yeah, we just assume he's returning to New York because that's where he's from. All we do is see these thugs ransack a man's house, kill him, and as he's dying, Paul runs in. We don't know that they're friends at this point. Paul runs in and sees him. And then the cops have been called because the... The other tenants in the apartment building, who we learn eventually, they all become part of this film, and many are fucked over and murdered. Um, but the cops are called, so of course, Paul curses over a dying man, a dead man's body when the cops come, so they arrest him. And holding a gun. And holding a gun. Even though the man wasn't shot, he was just beaten. Right, Nobody did any of it. And Paul's knuckles weren't like red, he didn't have any. Yeah, I thought it was worth like, it. didn't even take time. They Paul did the smart thing by not talking. You right. know what I mean? Like, not running his mouth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Still he knows, just... just going to jail. But then somebody recognizes Paul from 10 years ago in New York. The vigilante. And this guy proceeds to beat, beat the fuck out of him and deny him all of his civil rights. Whatever his name was. Stryker. Was it Stryker? Yeah. All right. Well, I thought it was some, I thought it was close to Striker, but not Striker. No, it's one hundred percent. Oh, Striker. Yes, yeah, he. So <laughs> you're about to say one hundred percent, and you were wrong. I thought the one lady said Striker at one point. Yeah, well, because Striker's whose name is Striker. Get out well, of here. It even came out like some people said like Shrieker too. Yeah, but that's fine. I'm not going to dwell that you was just say one hundred percent. I was close. I was like, I was close. You cut yourself off. Well, just changing your facts there. When when facts are presented, we have to change our tune. Yeah. That's how it goes. It's <laughs> it is. I was I was getting ready to go with it. You got one up on the president's fine. It's it, I try my uh, best. Just one. <laughs> you get one up on him. Fuck him. Uh no, but so then Paul gets put to jail, but then the cops have him handcuffed and they're just beating the shit out of him before this guy even comes. Then this guy takes over, they exchange a few words, then they get they fight, because Paul knocks him in the face, and then he gets hauled out to jail where he meets No, he knocks Paul in the face. No, Paul punches him. Paul punches him in the beginning. Stryker? Yes. That's where Stryker gets pissed. Paul was winning that fight. Oh well Stryker punches him first and then they right? Paul punches Stryker. I thought he punched him first and then he punched him back. I can't remember. Fine. Well, one hundred percent. I just wanted to. Say, I just wanted to make mention that Schreiker does beat him. Just does punch yeah, him. Yeah. He. This. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Which is not good. No, it's just police stuff. 
And the thing is, he's beating them up, and then he's like, oh, I'm a big fan of yours. He's very bipolar. Right. I don't understand. I still don't get Stryker's motivation. I don't even get Fraker's motivation. You don't have to. He's a bad guy. Well, I mean, immediately in the jail, he come he comes across Paul. He never loses. He doesn't even know that Paul knows the guy in the Again, neighborhood. Again, Paul's a magnet. People know. If you're sensitive to this shit, you know. Just like Miss Davis knew. Yeah, and he punches Paul, tells him, I always win. Uh-huh. Paul gets the one up on him. Well, he has Bruno San Martino jump him. This this drives, you know, Fraker nuts and is like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to find you eventually and get you. Luckily, he just, la- you know, lands in his lap. Well, yeah, for a different reason, Paul eventually has to, because when he finds out this gang is the one that killed his friend Charlie, who he knew in the Korean War, they became friends, even though, of course, again... Paul is a conscientious objector to the Korean War, so he did not serve in a combat role. He said it was a medic, right? I think it was a medic. Yeah. What if you watch an episode of MASH, you see Paul Kersey? <laughs> He's just there. That's what, that's, what he, that's what he'd be doing. That's yeah. the prequel to Death Wish. Yeah, Bronson in an episode uh-huh. of MASH. You get to, then you just see him, you know, he calls his wife, talks to her, loves her. They have a daughter on the way. And all that all goes to rape town. Yeah. Man, there's just been too much rape on the on this podcast. Yeah, somebody who plots out these movies planned two months of rape. <laughs> cool. Merry Christmas and happy Thanksgiving. What are you thankful for, Corey? Is it for rape in these films? <laughs> I mean, my God. If it's not barbarians and creepy doctors doing God knows what, it's... Gang, it's just man. And this time, unfortunately, you had to see a childhood uh, star, a star that uh, somebody you. you I also appreciate her in my adulthood, but this is not how I wanted to see Marina Sirt. Marina Sirtis is. um, (laughs) Deanna Troy gets. I gotta see a Betazoid rape in this film, and I did not appreciate that. Yep, not good. No, and then these fucking doctors. She's got a broken arm, but she'll be okay. They go to the hospital. She's dead. Oh my god, what? How did she die? She died from a broken arm. Well, there's a blood clot, and then the doctor's like, blood clot, and like, we don't know. She just died. She died from a broken arm. What? She died from a broken heart, Padme style. I mean, yeah, because they threw down the rape mattress and everything. <laughs> rape mattress. Oh my hey, god. At least they had a mattress. But they, yeah, they're just... The guys in the last movie didn't have a mattress. It was straight concrete floor. Yeah, it was concrete cr- floor for... Yeah, for his daughter. For his daughter, fuck. Not that any, any of it's good that you should have a mattress or No, not. but I've seen so much goddamn movie rape, I'm critiquing the rapes. Fuck you. <laughs> I guarantee the one that they're, they're going to uh, try to rape that one lady that they didn't get to rape. Uh, no mattress is going to be involved. No. Because that was just in random, random But at the end, when it's Armageddon, it's like a video game. Like, you'll have to stop these, like, random, like, three guys with a girl that's running as Armageddon as hell on Earth is happening. Dude, the end of the movie is, uh, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it other than just out of control. Yeah. It's pure chaos. I'm getting too excited because I'm it amped is up. The the gang that, you, that you've been dealing with that is already huge calls backup... For more gang members. And, like, there's yeah, so many people are getting shot. Troop surge. And, and there's, like, civilians getting shot. And gang members getting shot. Yeah. P- 
people on fire, people on fire getting shot. Yeah. Like a couple gets oh my lit God. on fire, sh- they flee out of their house on fire, and they get shot at the same time by a machine gun. An Uzi. Because Fraker is such the bad guy that he uses an Uzi. How much was this movie pack that you bought? Because I don't often go home and buy movies after we watch them here. Not, sometimes... ex- not expensive for the... No? And it's two, three, and four. So it wasn't expensive. Ten bucks, oh, it's that, yeah, ten the... bucks maybe. That's... Man. You can't get the pack. There, I think there once was a pack that had all of them, but you can't get that anymore. you got to buy the, uh, the first one separate. Well, that's all right. That's not a big deal. But That's yeah, terrible. not not expensive for the Death Wish pack. Because, my God, Paul Kersey. I don't even know. Where does it go from here? You know where it goes. And that's why there can only be one more that people care about that's even acknowledged. Because it's just... I mean, it's just straight... It's just straight, you know, madness. Insanity. Yeah. War. These, this like little neighborhood in New York is a goddamn war zone. There's nothing left. It's like, I mean, and you're watching a siege movie, like, you know, the Russians storming Berlin because they're just charging these buildings and there's rapes going on and murders going on and fires and explosions, grenades, Molotov cocktails. By the way, yes. so you know. Oh, what do I need to know? The uh, Blu-ray collection I have is 10 bucks. Nine ninety six on Amazon. Well, guys, if you care about your if you care about your significant other, this needs to go under. And if you and if you want the first one, it's ten bucks. So twenty bucks for all four is very doable. Yeah. All right. So. But then it's frustrating because like if you guys when you type in Death Wish Blu-ray, that doesn't come up right away. That four pack. Sure. They all come up separately for like six bucks. That's fine. You know you can get them yeah. all. Well, Death Wish two actually just came out via Shop Factory. Huh. On a Blu-ray That's cool. by itself, so I'm sure there's some sweet special features. Sure. But if you just want the, the pack just which, to have them. Which I do. You know, uh, you know, you go your Telling $10, yeah. $10 route there. Stocking stuffers for your loved ones. Give them Death Wish for yeah, Christmas. Here's a Death Wish 1 through 5 Blu-ray set, but it's from overseas. How much is that fucker? Uh, well, $67, because it doesn't exist. It, it's not available it, right. anymore. Exactly. Right. So, the fifth movie is just like, is MIA. That one we have to find somehow, man. We gotta do it. Oh, it's on Prime Video! Oh my god. We're extending it now. Yeah, you're fucking right we are. The face of death. Oh my god, we haven't even watched the fourth one yet. Dude, I can't believe it's on Prime Video. You. I looked and looked. You searched because you searched in all the... Because you thought it was that, but it's right in front of our faces. Our death faces. Well, we're going to go all five. Yeah, I, absolutely. I'm not going to stop. You insane. And then we're going to watch the Bruce Willis one. Yeah, why not? Seven d- death wish, six death wish movies. Yeah, we have to, right? We're, we're, we have other movies to get to, ones that people sent us. Yeah, we'll get there. Six, because it's fresh in our minds. I don't want to compare the Bruce Willis one to all these like a year from now. I I mean, I'll just right. have fond memories. I won't be able to nitpick. Right. It. I know. I agree. I, I I'm down with that to see the Bruce Willis one. What if in my what if in what if what if in my mind I can just pretend this is what he do, Paul Kersey does in Chicago because that's what Bruce Willis one takes place in Chicago. Yeah, but I feel like you don't I, feel I don't you know. were about to say 100 percent certain what someone's name was and you were wrong. You can't guess about this movie. You haven't seen it. 
You don't know. I just think you don't know. it's not going to be the same. You don't same, know. Like... Obviously, it's going to be totally different. It might not be great at all. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about about that one. Can you do me one thing? What? Look up the Bruce Willis one. Is his name Paul Kersey? It is Paul Kersey. Oh, that's rough to get. Vincent D'Onofrio's in it. Oh, interesting. As Frank Kersey. Mm. I don't know about this Frank character. Wasn't Frank the name of his daughter's wife? His daughter's wife. <laughs> his daughter's not, husband. Wasn't uh, it Frank? Lesbian. No, it was Jack. Mm. Frank Kersey. You have Lucy Kersey. I'm assuming his wife. Uh-huh. Elizabeth Shue. Uh-huh. Jordan Kersey. They changed the character names. Yeah, except Paul Kersey. Yeah. There's a detective. Oh, there's a guy called Knox. I bet he's not a gang member. I... That's for this is the, these are all the spoilers that I would like for this. Ponytail. Oh my belligerent God. dad. Dr. Jill Claves. Clavens. Hmm. Well, you know. That's fine, man. Cause that Woo! Death Wish 5, baby. It's such a good ending to the franchise, no one ever has anywhere. Cool. Except Prime Video. It's a Bezos approved. <laughs> So he approved it. He, he he apparently owns it now. It's only on Amazon. I literally couldn't find it anywhere. You can't. I even couldn't find the, the DVD. No. Unless they wanted to pay like an absurd amount of money for it. If it's not available when we have to watch it, I don't know what I'm gonna do to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll do nothing. But like, what? Come you on, get to watch the I, fifth one. That is, oh, it's still amazing. a canon film. And I, dude. I can't believe they made a fifth one with Bronson because this one, he didn't want to do. No. He barely wanted to do it. They paid him out of a $10 million budget. For the whole film. The whole film was $10 million How budget. How did he get paid? $1.5 million. A tenth of the movie went to <laughs> Charles Bronson. <laughs> Just to him. Just to him. And he was pissed off when they, uh, when he saw the movie... Because they added in like scenes of like the extra like gory shots with like nameless thugs. Yeah. They filmed when he was offset. Oh, he didn't like that. No. He wanted to be around for the whole shoot. That seems unreasonable. No, he just didn't like that they added those scenes in. He, they those weren't in the original like shooting schedule and script. So why didn't he like? He didn't because he thought it was over the top. Yeah, just like too too violent. He was unhappy. Basically, yeah, throw get some facts, throw them at yeah, me. Yeah, well, basically, he rarely granted interviews or commented on his own films. Sure. But he plainly stated his unhappiness with this film at least a few times, especially angered when he discovered that the director filmed extra gory shots with, with extras as nameless thugs when he was off set. I feel like that's not a hill, that's not a hill to kind of die on. I just think Charles. he was thought didn't think the movie was going to be the way as as bloody as it was. Maybe maybe he was hoping it would just be like the first two he done. You know, toned down. Well, he knew the amount of absurdity cuz he's firing guns. He knew how uh, I would top, say so. He's he in knew a war how zone. Over the top it was. I think he didn't think he like maybe like the scene with that woman's throat is slit or people are on fire getting shot. You know, right, there's a lot right, there's a lot of this excess right. carnage. So with this yeah. excess carnage and like yeah. Over the top violence that he was already a part of, but didn't think it was like gonna go. He's more, I think, was more concerned about the gore. Sure. So like throat slit, you know, yeah. knives and heads. I mean, that's still stuff, pretty intense. Like the that. movies are pretty intense for now. You know what I mean? Like things get pretty excessive nowadays, and that 
just this is movies right at home. Yeah, and they basically they really did turn Paul Kersey into an urban John Rambo. Absolutely, it's the only place it could go. He just didn't have to take down a whole organization before, and I use that term loosely. Organization, eighty people living in a sh- living in <laughs> like a rat nest. It's the only thing that sucks about the next one now is that Michael Winner is no longer directing the movie. Okay. He directed three of them and cool. previously worked with Bronson on um, like The Mechanic. Okay. And a few other movies. Sure. So they have this like relationship and now he's like not even in, this guy's not even involved. Um, well, we're winding down. This he, is, I feel this is the peak. He didn't want to even do this one. How did he get roped into two more? Money, man. Dude, I guess this one had the biggest and most explosive finale of the five films. Yeah, I believe this is peak. And honestly, five films, number three, this is in the middle. And there was a video game tie-in. It's all downhill from here. That was on the ZX Spectrum 48K, 28K, 128K platform. Did you have a stroke? It was like a Commodore 64 type thing. Are you okay? Are you okay? What happened there? You just ran a bunch of alphabet soup to me. You're reading now. What does that mean? What else are you reading there? Trying to buy the game, the console on eBay? Yeah, I'm trying to buy that. I was just reading about the rape scene. Great. Just about her rape scene was shot in a very cold garage and Michael Winter wouldn't let her sit up. Who? Mar- uh, her... Marina Sittis. Oh, so they turned a fake rape scene into like an actual abuse scene. The director of photography put a coat over her and Winter yelled at him to remove it as he was trying to light the scene. Oh, cool. So he turned an actual, a fictional rape scene into like an abuse part moment in her life. Thank God the 23rd century is so much nicer. Less rape in the 23rd century. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Um, I remember from watching the documentary, The Electric Boogaloo, Wild Untold Story Canon Films, some stuff about this. And that, you know, um, I think... Alex Winter, he's in it. He had done a, number, a few canon films sure. other than this. Yeah. And uh, Alex Winter, if you, you don't know, famously from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, played Bill. Uh, apparently, he had some issues with like Charles Bronson on set. Just like Charles Bronson was like a huge germaphobe, and mm. like caused some like problems. And then like um, Bronson didn't want to like punch him and beat him up because he looked like a choir boy and like it would like people would just think like oh this is what he's doing now beating up like kids but he's committing rape and murder he's a bad guy yeah and then apparently he had some issues with the with the director Michael Winter he said uh, Winter described Winter described Winter as a pathologically brutal strange sadistic insecure egotistical character well good don't meet your heroes. And it's interesting that this movie, where they decided to go, um, you know, subtitles for the next ones. The next one's Death Wish 4, Death Wish 4 The Crackdown. Oh. And the next that one after that, Death Wish 5, The Face of Death. They were going to make a sixth one. It was going to be called The New Vigilante. Oh. And it was going to be somebody, like, taking over the reins from... Paul Kersey. But it's not like a brand. He just goes out and kills people. Oh, I remember, Anybody could do I that. I remember reading something about maybe in this one or the next one or something, they were possibly going to introduce like an illegitimate child he had. No. But they obviously didn't do that. Yeah, because it's just going to get raped and murdered. This is going to happen. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, 
the that character would end up being like the the new Paul Kersey, like take over. Maybe maybe Paul would get raped, or murdered. Oh, it comes full circle. It comes full circle. Oh no. Uh, one thing we haven't we haven't mentioned this in the last two episodes, and we should have, is these weird balloon parties. Well, we're watching three more that so are going on. Yeah. Like in the remake, balloon parties. In the man. remake, Eli Roth better fucking. Have you know he a has a balloon party. party. Is that a whole Eli thing? Directed, written. He directed it. Yeah, I don't right know if he. Uh, it's a screenplay by Joe Carnahan. Cool. Who did like The Gray, Smoking Aces, Narc, A Team? I like The Grass with Wolves, right? Yeah, it's the you know the Liam, one Liam Neeson wolf movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, Eli has no writing credit here. That's fine. It's probably his vision. I'd like to read the novel that is, that all that these movies are based on. Absolutely. You know, it's be an interesting... Look that up. How much is that on Amazon? The novel of Death Wish? Yeah, let's Wish? do it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Looking up the ne- Death Wish. Because I'm going to go home and buy it on my Kindle. Or you can maybe probably get the audiobook. You know, Audible audiobook, you can get that. How many pages? How long of a book are we talking here? It's a 12 bucks paperback, Kindle edition, $8. Lego says, get it today. Yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, yes, yeah. Please. In case you don't know what a Kindle is, you shouldn't be looking for that then. Oh, look it. There's a movie called Death Sentence, the sequel to Death Wish. Oh, fuck, man. I wonder if Death Sentence is like uh, that movie I was telling you about with Kevin Bacon. Is that Death Sentence? He's in Chicago. Oh, is this what this maybe this oh, is? Oh no, no, the death sentence just happens to be the name of that movie. In You're right, book. but but this this book takes place in Chicago. It does. So the new Paul de- Benjamin. So the character's name was Paul Benjamin in the book, not Paul Kersey. Man, yep, we're doing. Was an ordinary New Yorker until a gang of drug addicts killed his wife and raped his daughter, and then he goes to Chicago. Why didn't they just make a movie based off the second book? Maybe, the Maybe they book did. Hadn't come out yet. Maybe they did. It takes place in Chicago, man. Maybe they use this as inspiration for the for the Bruce Willis one. Could be. Yeah, but right. I think he's in Chicago the whole time. Not you. Did you see this movie? You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. So stop. You don't. So yeah, the novel was in seventy two, and then they made the the sequel in seventy five. How, how many? Did you tell me how many pages this book is? I want to know how much I have to commit to this. Um, where would it say how many pages it is? I mean, it should say it in the fucking Amazon link where I wanted you to look for it in the first place. Well, I was just looking up the wiki page because I wanted to see about Death Sentence. God, I need to... Apparently, Death Death Wish 2, which we saw... We did. Uh, had borrowed a lot of elements from the book. They probably just switched it to Los Angeles? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And then it says, a film based on the novel... Though a completely different story was made starring Kevin Bacon, directed by James Wan. Yeah, so, but I mean, like I was telling you about Death Sentence before. Right. It's similar concept. Nobody dies. It's like his son gets beat, whatever. Maybe his son does, does get murdered by a gang. Of course like, he does. But it's him going out, you know, killing, whatever. And that, you know, if you don't, maybe this Death Wish remake is not good, okay? You know, maybe it's, I don't, I mean, I, I don't, s- I'm not going to judge it yet. I'm not going to... You want to know how many pages the original Death Wish is? Yeah, man. Um, so the, but if you if you're not big on the remake of Death Wish, I mean, see Death Sentence. It's 160 pages. Paperback. You no, know, you know, Kindle says 192, but 
But that's good. Both of those are important. <laughs> Conflicting page numbers. Well, Kindle reads different. Right. So, uh, but yeah, see Death Sentence with uh, with uh, Kevin Bacon if you two hundred pages. If you want a good, if you want a good another Paul Kersey type story yeah. based off of the same source mm-hmm. material, see Death Sentence. Two hundred eight pages for the Death Sentence. Yeah, two hundred. I could read a two hundred page book in a week. That's easy. Yeah, two two hundred page books basically. That's easy. Almost. Paul Benjamin. Paul Benjamin. How I kind of wish his name was Paul Kersey in the book. It's kind of like, I don't know, why do they have to, why do they have to pick a... You're just showing Paul your, Kersey's just like a cooler You're just showing your bias. True. I am. That you've seen the movies first, and that's where... If you read the book first, you'd be like, I guess I have to get used to Paul Kersey. I'd like to see the other... I've seen The Mechanic with Paul, uh, Charles Bronson, the original. There's uh, They remade that movie, too. They did. Jason Statham. They did. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking uh, of, right? But uh, I'd like to see some other movies that these two made together. Uh, be interesting to see some of the other Stone Killers one. This cop plays dirty. It's just Charles Bronson as a dirty cop. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> Who knows where we're going with the crackdown? Yeah, I. Who knows, he's man? A cop now or something? No, I doubt. Or... I doubt that. This is the first movie we don't see him trying to build a building. He's like, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't I have mean, a job. I, at this point, I assume he's retired. I don't have, a, I don't have a job. I really don't know what's going on with Paul Kersey. He's living off his real estate pension, buying lots of guns, which hopefully from Ames. Yeah, I would have been I nice to it, see that but, little, little nod in there, you know, little. But I guess it's better uh, to be anonymous, have no one else just anonymously buy guns, uh, and have them mailed to you. Man, the uh, Death Wish Five was one of. Charles Bronson's last movies he ever did. It sounds like it. He only did a few TV movies after that, and they were all sequels to each other. The Family of Cops series. Oh. Family of Cops. Family of Cops 2. Family of Cops 3. That sounds cheerful. (laughs) I... I... I don't know either, but what I do know... You know what? There was a movie... um, Yes. Recently, I saw that Scream Factory was releasing. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, there's a movie called Messenger of Death that uh, Bronson's in too. Interesting. Denver reporter investigates the mass murder of a family of Mormons in rural Colorado. Hmm. Interesting. No, this movie called Ten to Midnight that um, Bronson was in, and it recently came out on Blu-ray from Scream Factory, and he's like an LAPD detective. On the trail of a like uh, serial killer. Oh no! But it's like a serial killer who is like naked and like raping women and killing them and stuff. Oh my god! But it's uh, I recently saw the uh, I saw I just saw the cover Ten to Midnight. It looked like, I thought it was a horror movie at first. It sounds like one. There's a man raping people and he's naked. Yeah, but apparently naked man. Charles Charles Bronson was in a lot of movies with death in the title. Death Hunt. You think that'd be this one of the sequels to? Death yeah, because wish. you know what? You back then you're gonna see a Charles Bronson movie with death in the title. You're like, oh, is it related to Death Wish? Doesn't matter. I'm gonna see it. It's just, it's just funny that his career towards the end went this way of this action star. People get he, re- he was a he was a western guy. That's so cool, guys. I mean, that makes all the sense in the world. So was Clint Eastwood. He went the same direction. Yeah, Clint, the Clint, the westerns like the Clint Eastwood's more famous for were a little bit more like gritty and yeah. cutting edge, and then. Than some of these early, yeah, but still, you know, once upon a time in the West. But I mean, also, look at it's doesn't right when the seventies hit. It's like boop, here we go. This is this is the. I mean, you got you know, it's the time of the like 
uh, exploitation, grindhousey type film. Yeah, man, this is you're wondering like why all these actors. That's where the that's where the jobs went. It switched. Yeah, Western and you either stayed doing that or got off the boat or did TV and then or did or just switched your your whole thing. You know, yeah, some people stopped being in westerns. They became president. Oh, Reagan. Yeah, it's true. You could go that route too. Illinois boy, are you proud? Ronald Reagan's from Illinois. Are you proud of that? Sure, why not? Cool. That's fine. You can be proud of that. Oh. I'm proud of all our presidents. <laughs> you were. I saw the gears turning. <laughs> They're all great, <laughs> especially the celebrity ones. Especially uh, Taft. He's my favorite. Ah, oh, William Howard. What a oh, I love Bill. Bill. Yeah, Billy Taft. Bill Taft. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy Bill Taft was. But uh, that has nothing to do with Death Wish. I don't know, man. uh... We're talking about government, and there's a severe lack of government in these movies because nobody's doing anything correctly, which is why you need vigilantes, I guess. Ooh, the guy who played the uh, police chief, Mm -hmm. who was a striker. No, I think it was striker, 100% sure. He had a guest role on Star Trek The Next Generation as Lieutenant Commander Albert. Interesting. Little, little Star Trek The Next Generation it's crossover true. connection there. It's true. With um, the... Uh, Marina. Maria, Marina Sirtis, who played... What was her name in Star Trek? Counselor Deanna Troy. Counselor Deanna Troy. Watched two movies with her in them. Waxworld 2. She was also one. I find this to be a weird bit of trivia. The first of two movies starring Alex Winter that portray the use of a payphone. I mean, it's important, man. It's more important to Bill and Ted. This movie, him using a payphone in this movie, has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. Maybe he was talking to somebody in the Matrix. In the Matrix? That's how you enter the Matrix and exit it. Right, but he wasn't in the Matrix. He was in Bill and Ted, and he used a payphone to time travel. Thank you for... I didn't... Yeah. Duh. That's what he does. That's what he does. And uh, actually, you know, they filmed a lot of this movie in London. Oh my god, this movie isn't about America. <laughs> Thought we waged a war against them to leave. We're our own nation. <laughs> well, yeah, most of this movie was filmed in uh Oh my London. god, never so, forget the War of 1812, Corey. So how do you feel about that? Movie was supposed to be in New York, it was filmed in London. Never happens. No. Never happens. But yeah, I'm But to be fair, they filmed in a place where everything was just broken. Yeah, I just like it could have been a set. It could've you know what I mean? Just like somebody's it's like any back alley. I just I loved in front of the building that everybody was staying in, it was just rubble. Yeah. What was there? Yeah, there just, was a lot of rubble around. There was like even it's that just like, like wooden building that they burned down. And... But it's like knocking down, knocking down buildings. I'm, and... glad, I'm glad before when I when I was on the IMDb page for Death Wish three, I was, I was bombarded by Spider Man into the Spider Verse ads. Nice. And now I'm on the Death Wish four Crackdown page, and I'm bombarded by Bumblebee ads. Oh, man, that's awesome. The next, if I go up to five, it'll be Aquaman ads. It's just like, what are the biggest movies? Coming I kind of want to see. I want to see all three of those. I do want to see Spider Verse. Yes, yes, so I do. do. I. Yeah. I like spiders. Yeah. That's why I'm going to see it. Because I like spiders. Oh, well, you might be slightly disappointed. What do you mean? It's Spider-Verse. There's going to be a lot of spiders, right? Yeah. Arachnids and, like, yeah. Daddy Longlegs. John Goodman's in it. Was there ever a Spider-Man villain called Daddy Longleg? I 
That seems not. like a Stan Lee villain. Daddy Longleg is the perfect villain for Spider-Man. Daddy Longleg. Yeah. Well. Yeah, go continue. We're going to talk about this right now. There was a guy, Ramsey Cole. He dubbed himself Daddy Longleg. Oh, my God. He's just Slender Man. He is basically a Slender Man. I don't know. Oh, yeah. He was a, uh, you know, Spider-Man villain. Cool. Learned something today. Daddy Longleg. Spider-Woman, actually. Oh. In 1982. So it was a Spider-Woman villain there. In 82. Those fingers, man. That's creepier than an actual spider. I don't know about that. What? You're more scared of spiders than a creepy guy with long fingers? Yep. Wow, dude, somebody's a puss. He's just tall and like lanky and is like, I'm a, I'm a Danny Longleg. I'm like, mm, Danny Longlegs aren't that scary. Yeah, that's what his creepy man is. That's not... That's... Mm, get off there. <laughs> that's just what came up. I cannot help it when I Google Danny Longleg Marvel. Uh, so yeah, next week on the podcast, we're going... Still down that rabbit hole, the Death Wish movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say, Daddy Longleg time, talking no, about spiders. Death Wish 4, the crackdown, I like how it says, Architect slash Vigilante Paul Kersey. Oh, we're picking up we're picking up the job again, huh? Back in the job? Did he go visit Charlie on vacation, and then he ended up staying an extra week and just killed everyone? He killed 80 people. He took a bus to New York to visit his friend Charlie. Blew a man away with a rocket launcher. Did we, we mention that yet? Absolutely not. That was the final battle inside of his instead of Charlie's hotel room, apartment. apartment. Whatever, man. There's a lot going on. There is, but yeah, you said he was going to use a rocket. Launcher. Absolutely, I am pretty sure on this podcast I've talked about it. And if you didn't, I will vouch that you did. I appreciate. You did say I appreciate you that. You thought honor. he was going to use a rocket launcher, and he did. In fact, I had no facts based on it except I know the future. Because <laughs> of course he's going to use a rocket launcher, and he did. He got it in the mail and unwrapped it. He used it maybe from like. Six feet away? It blew the main bad guy who we and hate through the wall. It blew the main bad guy through the wall. And his... But you know who was close to that explosion? That cop. Yeah, he's okay. He was okay. He was shot. He got shot, but that's it. Also, I want to point out Revenge Man. I haven't called him that, but he has reached peak levels in this one. Body armor. Again, rocket launcher. Uh, taking he, bullets. He uses... Well, we mentioned mowing people down. He yes. uses a machine gun. It's a thirty caliber, like, Absolute, fucking absolutely. absurd fucking gun. Yeah, so I don't know if Charlie, like, took it home from the war. Like, this is mine now. And, yeah, he stepped it he up He had two. Time. Yeah. He had two of those. Yeah, he stepped it up big time in this movie. <sighs> big time. All you so, gun nuts. Do you got I, those? Just asking those gun nuts we have as fans. Oh, they're asking do, do me. You got, do you got 30... Or, hey, gun nut. <laughs> have you bought that yet? Yeah, I have six of them. You have six thirty cals, huh? Yep. Is R2 mounted to your car? I hope so. Yeah, on the one on the front, one on the back. Right. Just what it has to be is it has to be mounted like in the center, on the center of the car. So like when it comes down time to use it, you just like in the seat with you, you blast through the windshield, and then just you can just span it inside your car. Like the windshield goes away. Yeah. And just shoot. And like, I have one on the roof that's facing behind yes, me. Yes, so that's awesome. Like, and is there a pulley system so we're like you move the front one, the back one moves too, so it's yeah. all this it's spraying. Yep. Bullets full, everywhere. Full spray mode, contra style. Uh, well, this movie is also basically the purge. Yes. It's the purge. I mean, it, it, things are getting out of control. It's cops can't do shit. They might as well not even be responding because they're I don't even know this what they're movie, doing. This movie starts the purge. This is this is God the first purge. Damn it. Well, pre-first purge. Is this movie. The only way this would make it like the first Purge, the actual movie, is if the cops were wearing clan outfits. 
That's the only spoiler I'm giving you for the purge. Okay. The first purge. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. So. Yeah, they really they ride that white supremacist purge hard. They ride it hard. It's the probably the you know I mean that's probably the scariest point because it's like out in the open, man. When the purge happens, like oh my god, hmm. oh just Klansmen and trucks going through all black neighborhoods with guns. Yikes. Yeah, not good. Not good at all. Not so, good. Uh, yeah, next week on the podcast, yeah. Death Wish for the Crackdown. Yeah, crackdown. For B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. Yeah, I'm here. Nick's here. Come yeah. back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. 